has good technique, he will be elite. If his technique becomes great, not just good, then he's a Hall of Fame. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, Going to update that intro, uh, intro in the hopefully in the near future, but at least by the season. Um, we're going to have a new intro, some rookies, some things like that into there to be um, exciting. Uh, today we are doing uh, Jamie and Sherwood. Um, some of these reviews as they come in um, with the later guys, some of them will be shorter. Some of them will be a little bit longer. Sherwood's going to be 21 plays. Um I know Nazareth Dean will be a little bit longer. Uh, Panak, you know, might be a little bit not not too short. Actually, I think I have a good amount of game, like good amount of games on him. But guys like Eccles, Jonathan Marshall, uh, Rashid, uh, some of those guys are going to be a little bit um, a little bit shorter. But uh, to to recap, we still I did Elijah Vera Tucker. I appreciate all the kind words on that. There's actually some plays I missed um, in terms of him like bridging and pop stepping. Um, some things I missed. I think uh, there's a lot of plays that towards the end I started to lose track a little bit, but I appreciate all the kind of words. We did Elijah Moore. We did Michael Carter. We did two parts of Zach Wilson, but we still have two parts of Zach Wilson to do. We still have Michael Carter, the second to do. Panak, uh, Ham, also, or, or Hamsa Nazarudin, also known as Ham, is coming up next. Uh, Brandon Eccles, Jonathan Marshall, uh, Yaboa, Rashid Jr., um, Isaiah Dunn are all coming and that's just the draft class. And then after the draft class, we still have Rankins to do Keelan Cole to do Joyner, Vinnie Curry. Uh, and then I plan on doing, I have not recorded them yet. Um, but I plan on doing Tevin Coleman, uh, Croft and Feeney. Um, will some of those be accompanied, accompanied by articles? I'm not sure depending on how much time I have, but we have about three months plus some preseason tape to evaluate before the season. Um, with that being said, the other housekeeping, uh, I'm recording this on the 27th. I'm sure it'll be released on the 30th. Um, maybe the start to June. I'm not really too sure, depending on how the rest of my schedule is looking in terms of releasing ham, uh, or Hamsa. So with that being said, today was the first OTA practice or the first, uh, was it OTA minicamp, voluntary minicamp, whatever the hell they're, hell they're called. I forget some of the names. Apparently, Wilson looked pretty good, which is a positive. Um, make sure you follow Robbie Sabo at Robbie Sabo for updates. He is there um, for the closed um, practices, or at least you know when when any of the other guys are there, Samini, Hughes, any of those guys are there, so Sabo is as well. So make sure to follow him, get live updates. And he did say that uh, Zach Wilson just looks different. He just looks better than Sam Darnold, um, not trying to be – uh, too reactionary to this practice of seven on sevens and 11s on 11s. But he said, you know, the footwork and the decision-making, it's all um, just, it stands out from watching Zach Wilson. So that's a positive. Um, other than that, we have a live stream coming on, what is it? June 7th, whatever the first Monday of June is. I think it's the sixth or the seventh um, with myself and Kyle Smith. So make sure to turn to that. We have a lot to talk about um, in that episode. Um, we'll be taking calls still. We're going to be talking about, you know, our favorite picks or least favorite picks from the draft class. You know, Zach Wilson's teams versus uh, um, Darnold's teams um, in terms of the support around them. We're going to talk about the, the Jets wide receiver group and where they stack up in the league, uh, their defensive line where it stacks up in the league. We're going to talk about 
you know, a bunch of different things. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, towards the end of the review, I will give the strengths and weaknesses of uh, Jamie and Sherwood. I'm not going to give that um, yet, but I did watch Georgia and Old Miss, I think were the two games I, I watched. There wasn't a ton available on him, but I got enough. Um, ideally, you want four, five, six games. Um, me personally, I watch every single game that I have because, you know, there could be a really good game or a really bad way that I could show you some traits they didn't really know about. Um, other than that, follow Michael underscore Nanya. He does all those crazy numbers. Follow me, JORB31. Uh, obviously, Robbie Sabo. Follow Jets X Factor. Follow our other writers um, and Andrew Golden. Uh, Vitor. Uh, I forget his name. Pavilia. I forget his last name is. And then you have uh, Zazzy Jets, too, who they all take part in the Oklahoma Drill podcast. Uh, G off. We had a bunch of guys, so make sure to follow all the all the writers and contributors to uh, Jets X Factor. At this time, New York sports uh, it's looking up. The Mets are still finding ways to win games, um, even though they have a shit ton of injuries. The Yankees are playing better than they did in the beginning of the season. I don't really keep up with the Yankees too much. Um, Islanders are. Did they win their series yet, or are they about about to win? I think it was that last time they were up three one in their in their series. Uh, I root for the Islanders. Um, I don't have any issues with the Islanders. Um, the Nets are up two nothing. By the time you listen to this, the Nets are probably either up three nothing or probably swept the Celtics. I don't see them losing a game to the Celtics. The Knicks just tied it up last night with the Hawks one one. Um, I don't root for the Knicks to be completely honest. I, I kind of I want to because I I like that they're kind of underdogs. They haven't won in a while. They're a team that plays hard, but. Uh, Knicks fans are a pain in the ass. A- anytime you bring up the Nets to Knicks fans, I'm a Nets fan. Um, it's oh, they don't even matter. Even though the Nets had more views than the Knicks this year per game, um, and I understand that's with the with the big three that they have. But Knicks fans, that's their only response to the Nets is that they uh, that they don't matter. So um, I know it's the Giants and the Jets. The Giants, uh, the Jets have more fans to relation to the Giants than the Nets do to the Knicks. Realistically, like die diehard fans. But then, what you, can you be a Mets fan? to the Yankees. Can you be a Jets fan to the Giants? Like it's, it's, it's a stupid thing that people say. So, um, I would root for the Knicks, but I'm sorry, you guys are a bunch of douches for the most part. So I root for the Knicks to lose. Um, even though New York sports, whatever. So I don't, I don't care if you hate me for saying that, but, uh, if, if your chin wasn't so high, maybe I would root for the Knicks. But, um, other than that, I can't really think of anything else that's going on in, in New York sports, uh, solos at the Knicks game. That was, that was cool to see. Um, getting, accustomed to the New York fans. Uh, the Knicks fans are loud. That is, that is for sure. Um, I don't know who spit on Trey Young, but that's a damn shame uh, that taken way too far. So uh, was that, was that, was that Knicks fans? Yeah, that was Knicks fans, right? Spit on Trey Young. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the Knicks fans. That's, that's a disgrace. Um, I, I know one fan doesn't make up for whatever 10,000, 20,000 people are there. Uh, but that person should be ashamed of themselves going on uh, to Jamian Sherwood. Uh, I am going to play the plays first um, for the most part, unless I forget uh, some people have said that they want to see the plays first and be pointing them out. And then after that um, we can break it down or I can break it down, but let's watch them. Um, here first um, on this play again, I'm just going to let it play for the most part. A lot of these plays, uh, the only thing to note before this, and I don't really, it's nothing really crazy, is the, the communication pre-snap. He definitely has a good command of the of the defensive system, of the 
um, of where to direct guys. So you definitely like to see a lot of pre-snap communication. It seems like he gets guys directed and he's one of the leaders of that defense. And that's something you want to see. Um, picking up the defense is a huge part of it. Picking up any scheme, offensive, you know, for offensive linemen, running backs, protection schemes, wide receivers, routes run, adjustments, side adjust, all that stuff. Quarterbacks, obviously, safeties. It's huge. Um, communication on all levels of the field. It, it really is. Um, so to see a guy who has a good command of his scheme is a positive. And a lot of guys go to the next level and they have the physical capability, but the mental part is what they don't get. Um, and he seems to have good pre-snap awareness, uh, post-snap may be different in some cases for me. Um, but he's on the edge here, obviously a lot of, uh, pre-snap communication, which you definitely like to see, as I said, checking to make sure everybody, uh, has their assignments picked up. Um, you have Georgia who runs this, this outside zone. Um, Sherwood wants to maintain his outside leverage here, obviously, because if the run is breaking to the outside, he wants to squeeze it back inside. So he maintains his outside leverage. So one thing I will say about taking on this block, his hands are wide and they come high. He gets caught in the chest. NFL level, does he does he break or, or does he shed this block? Most likely not. Depend, even if it's a bad offensive lineman, uh, they're going to be stronger. They're going to have better hand placement. His hands are high as well. His body's high, leaning a little bit from the waist. Base looks like he's he's driving off of the balls of his feet, not the insteps. So um, not the best uh, block kick out from this offensive lineman. So you do want to see uh, Sherwood have better hand placement. I do now. Now, with that being said, in terms of the tech, uh, technical wise about him taking on this block, you can see the power that he has taking on this block, even without bad hand or without good hand placement. I do like that he drops his weight, but the hands I want to see a little bit better. Um, now, again, holding up versus that block, being able to being able to absorb it without his hands, just his chest shows some of his strength working past the block um, and then making the tackle. So, some good, the good pre snap communication. Um, making sure to have outside leverage, squeezing the run, forcing it back inside to where more pursuits coming. The bad is, um, again, the, the hand placement, but then the positive from that is you see some of the strength that he, that he has. Again, this one would be relatively short because it's only 21 plays, uh, long week. This, this has been a week from hell from, for, for your boy. Uh, so if I get a little bit tripped up, trip all these words, I think I had like five, six hours of sleep the other day between like 53 hours of being awake, whatever it was. Um, so trying to catch up, but Sherwood, and then you have these people who fly from freaking California, New Jersey. They say they have jet lag and it takes them weeks to adjust. I think it's hilarious. Uh, Sherwood communication, man rep, pass deflection. Okay. He's right here. I'll play it in full speed. Again, notice the pre-snap. That's something I don't really have to, you know, I'm letting it play out. You're seeing a lot of pre-snap right here. So you don't really see a lot of plays, but again, pre-snap. And again, in this situation, if he didn't point, I don't know if any, someone else would have picked it up and 21 points out as well right here, but Number 14 wasn't on his man. There was a free guy in the slot right there. So um, good job pre-snap um, pointing some guys out. And then we'll see a man coverage rep from him. Now, these are, again, these are some plays that you see go up on Twitter. And it's, oh, pass deflection for, 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 for Sherwood. Watching it, you know, multiple times, um, I, you know, the, the tight end drops it. So the things I do like about this this coverage is, I like the fact that he stays that he stays square. Um, I don't necessarily like that is that he's a little bit too far outside. Now you do want to maintain outside leverage. Um, actually, that's not even necessarily true. You don't you don't really necessarily have to. Um, and to actually counter my initial point again, I'm running through it kind of with you guys. Um, if anything, 
he there's not a lot of room to the sideline because he's on the boundary. I would just see him stay more heads up here in off coverage because if he is to break to the sideline, one, trust your athleticism, trust your length, which he does have 40-inch arms, which is fantastic. 40-inch arms, Jesus Christ. 34-inch arms. 40-inch uh, arms would be the longest, I think, ever, um, unless you're Yao Ming. Uh, so um, I would just see him tr- you know, stay a little bit heads up right here. And if he does break to the outside, then then use that sideline as that as that second defender and uh, you know, run him out, but not terrible. I would like to see him say heads up. That's, that's, that's my personal preference because he does give him some room inside. Again, not the sharpest break from the tight end. You can see that's not necessarily the, the, the best route as he stems him outside breaks inside. Um, and then, uh, I do like that. He gets to the upfield shoulder. His eyes get into the backfield as he's closing the ground. Um, now this ball again, it's not, it's not deflected by, by Sherwood unless unless his outfield arm gets underneath which when you when you watch it frame by frame it looks like it's it's at the elbow if he if he if he rakes that elbow sure are you giving him the benefit of the doubt on that yes did this did this uh inside arm come and and, and deflect that ball away no it's not so but these are plays again you watch on twitter oh look at look at him play the upfield shoulder gets the pass deflection uh no you know Again, unless he's controlling that rake in that elbow, the upfield elbow of, of the tight end, I don't, I don't see that. The tight end just drops it. And again, you have to look at translatable things. Like, is this a good route run by the tight end? Ask yourself that question. Is that, a, is, is, is that route snapped off at the top? Is, is he the most overly athletic guy? No, it's pretty rounded. So if, if he's going to get beat on that, which did he get beat badly? No, but again, translatable. If this is, if this is you know, Gusecki, uh, Kyle Pitts of this year, um, you know, Johnu Smith, Hunter Henry, are they going to run a better route than this? Yes. And that's how, that watch, that's how you have to watch these things. Um, so I would seem a little bit heads up, not the worst play, not the best play. Um, in my opinion, I just want to go over a lot of the plays I see on Twitter. I want to see a lot of the plays. I want to go over a lot of the plays, uh, of these two games. Honestly, you gotta, you gotta kind of reach sometimes, um, for this, uh, when you only have two games to make a full review, um, Sherwood, not a burner. Okay. Uh, he's right here circling with my mouse. Um, he's at the linebacker level. Um, he was a guy who like typically on first down would be used, um, as a deeper safety second, third down, he'd be typically dropped into the box. So he's definitely a box type player. He played almost much in the box as linebackers. He did as a safety. So I know he was listed as, listed as safety, but he played just as many linebacker reps, um, at least to my eye. Um, not even have the numbers where somebody might, you know, comment on this and say, oh, no, he's 57% safety and 43% uh, box. Get the hell out of here. So I'm about to say it's it's about the same. Uh, Sherwood on a burner watch from this play again. We'll break it down um, after the fact. So this is just to, to show this the, the, the speed or somewhat the lack of speed that he has. Um, they drop into uh, like a like a quarter quarter half, and he is the um, hook zone, and he's gonna read uh, three to two. I don't, I don't know if they're. It looks like they're spot dropping more than they're actually than, than they're actually pattern matching here because if they're pattern matching. He'd probably choke up a little bit to the two to like the two to one, um, but he's gonna he's gonna match the three. Anything that threatens his zone, he's going to he's gonna take it, um, and. I don't think he, I, you could, you could argue that you'd want to see more of a clean hip transition right there. Like he, like his feet a little here, like at this point, once he starts getting vertical, 
maybe you'd like to see him commit vertical a little bit sooner. Um, that's super nitpicky if it's even true at all. Um, but I do want to show the, he doesn't have the best speed and you can, and you can see that here, like his acceleration right here, you know, did he match it? No, let's be honest again, translatable. Let's say if, if, you know, if, uh, if these two guys were to run, you know, whatever, whatever vertical routes enough to, to eat up this, these, these two quarters, um, and he attacked the seam, let's say the, the cover two part of this, he was to drive down on, on a vertical route from, or an out route, whatever it may be from the boundary one and share what is left on an Island with this guy. Did he match this versus a good ball? No, in my opinion, no. Um, again, now if this is not number 86 from Georgia, whoever it is, and this is John Smith, Hunter Henry, is this, is there even more separation? In my opinion, again, translatable things. Yes. So, and, and the ball is there. Honestly, if the, if the ball was not overthrown here, this is a completion. So good play. No, not, not, not my opinion. Um, now does he know his assignment? Um, yes. But again, in terms of his acceleration speed, I, I don't see it as much as some other people do. Do I think he's as, as, as athletic as the, you know, the, the, guys who have been under Sala and, uh, and, and brick who I'm just going to refer to brick as a DC. Um, that's his nickname. So, you know, the Dion Jones, the Quan Alexanders, you know, of the, of the linebacking world, who they coached the, the, uh, Ocalon, whatever the hell that guy's name is from the Falcons. Is he as athletic as those guys in terms of top end speed, um, hip mobility, flexibility? I don't think so. I don't, I don't see that now. Can they work on that? Maybe, but I, I don't think so, to be to be completely honest. Um, he's right here. I'm gonna circle my mouse again. Obviously, a good play, right? You um, watch it again. So, in my mind, um, he's most likely playing the flat right here. I don't think his his blitz was designed off of the edge right here, so I don't think it's a blitz. Um, I think this is a situation of pre snap. Um, film study, knowing that this set from Georgia most likely um, is going to constitute a, a bubble screen from uh, number, what is it, 18 right there. Um, and he, him also knowing his defense. Obviously, now, you know, smart players, at least, and I'm, I'm, I think he's a relatively smart guy pre-snap, knowing that he had to play deep right here, if, if, if he were to have a deep zone, would he shoot this? No, you have, you have to stay patient. You'd, you'd have to force a run back inside. You'd have to hope that the backside pursuit is going to make the tackle. You can't take that risk. Um, now, when the ball is thrown, it's a different story. But pre-snap, again, I think, it's, I think it's him knowing that he's a guy deep behind him. And I think it's him knowing this set from Georgia that it's most likely going to be a, a, uh, a screen right here. Now, again, sees uh, the wide receiver coming to block him, which, again, is another tip-off um, to that. Hand placement, again, not the best, correct? You know, hands are wide. They both come wider here. You don't want to get caught in the chest by anybody. You don't want to get splashed by anybody. Um, again, especially versus receivers in the NFL. Now, again, translatable stuff. I'm going to start to mention that more because I think people watch college film, and what they do is they, they tend to just look at the result instead of the process. The process here is he got caught in the chest. NFL, Jarvis Landry, whoever this may be, good blocking re, you know, receivers or even guys with better technique. Um, are they going to, to block him? Obviously, feet stall right here. He doesn't run through it, et cetera. Um, you don't give him a positive on that block shutting. Now, you give a positive on some of the strength to get by it. You know, the, the fact that he hops outside in step, 
um, widens and sheds it. Yeah, that's a that's a positive, but the initial part of it um, is not good. So like his blo- his block shedding to me is an issue. Initial contact, uh, post contact, his strength definitely shows up. So there's good and bad with his block shedding. Now again, shoots that gap between the receivers, block sheds, finds the finds the the receiver, um, and and dives to make the tackle. Um, for loss on, on that play. Again, I'll play in full speed, watch it. Some good, some bad. Um, overall good because of the pre-snap, post-snap, just knowing where his defenders are, um, knowing what that set typically brings. I'm going to guess is that that's what happened there. Uh, now, again, the technical aspect of initially taking that block, you want to see the hand placement improve. Um, goal line, the, you're going to see a pass deflection right here from Sherwood. He's manned up um, on the number two right here, um, which is either a bigger receiver or a tight end. I don't know George's full. Eh, I'm gonna say it's a receiver. Um, okay, so pass deflection. Um, so there's a few things. Again, you have you had just straight man, and he's playing. He's playing uh, inside as like a hold defender. You know, cover one, whatever you want to call it. He's just obviously shorter because it's condensed area of the field. There are some arguments and it depends on kind of what your set is. And now I'm not sure if he, if this. Hmm. Now, based on how everybody else is lined up, all these guys have inside leverage or making themselves break out his eyes. This, this linebacker safety, his eyes are to the boundary. So were these guys supposed to, you know, coach to play outside or, or into outside and these guys are supposed to play um, outside in and force these guys inside. I'm not too sure. Um, now there are certain moments on the, on the uh, goal line where you want guys to cut outside because it's a, it's a harder throw. Um, but then there's also times where if you have inside help that you want them to cut inside, it's all dependent on, on, on the play um, here. He, he breaks on the route. Um, now in the NFL, again, better throw. Does he does he make that pass deflection if this is floated outside? Maybe not. Now was the quarterback in a situation where he needed to put a little bit of juice on that ball and put it a little bit lower because of this of this corner? Maybe him potentially breaking off. Yes. Um, so good in terms of arm length. He just gets a hand on that ball. He definitely does get a hand on the ball. Um, the 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 break. Now, is he leaning to this break? Yes. You could, you could, it's a, it's a speed cut. Is it the, is it the most, does it have the most pace on it? Not, not necessarily. Um, you could see him anticipate the break before, before it comes. So that's good. Um, you'd like the length, definitely an aggressive angle for sure, but he was a little bit far off where he had to play it aggressive. Maybe if you try to play it more conservative, it's a good ball. He probably doesn't make that play. So it's, it's kind of all or nothing type of play. Um, you could argue that you'd like to see him a little bit more heads up on that on that route as he starts stemming to the outside because his stem is not ver- completely vertical. It is outside. You could argue that you want to see him shuffle um, and stay over top of the route um, to make this not as hard of a break. Again, it's just a fingertip um, that he gets on that ball. So good. Some things that clean up me a little bit in terms of him staying over top of that of that route as it stems outside, um, especially if the defense was designed for that safety to um look to to sherwood side initially uh communication sherwood right here again thump uh we'll play it and then we'll watch and then we'll discuss 
the only thing I'm really showing here is, is, is the thump again, pre-snap pointing guys, you know, directing whatever it may be. Um, even if these guys know their roles, um, communication is ever a bad thing pre-snap, obviously. So maintains his, 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 uh, discipline backside, obviously if, you know, whatever it may be the run, we cut back the quarterback, pull the ball, he's reading the D end, you know, he, if the D ends a conflict defender, he crashes, he pulls, whatever it may be. Um, you want to maintain your, your backside gap responsibility, um, your discipline. And he does that here. Positive. Sees the running back, closes the ground, lays the hit. That's, that's all that, that's all that's, that's about. Um, relatively simple play. Don't need a ton to break down, but I do like the fact that he, he can lay the wood, which is a positive, um, for me. You have a couple of guys in this defense. I think, I think Marcus may, um, brings a little bit more juice in terms of hitting guys than people think Joyner does as well, even for a small guy. Uh, Hamza Nauser, the dude, man, he plays with his hair on fire. I've only watched three games of him. I got another eight or nine to watch before. Um, safety film you can run through a little bit quicker because some players are just not involved at all, so you can pretty much skip through it um, pretty quickly. So I'll have that done by next week. This time next week, I should have that show out or about to come out. Um, at least at the time of this recording. So, uh, Sherwood needs to get over defeat arm. Okay. Right here again, number 20, uh, I'll let it play first and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So they, um, they just run this like this play, uh, play side pin and pull, um, right there. The, the running back takes his punch step, takes the ball. Um, aiming to get outsider here again with, and it's, and like these, these play side pin and pulls, like the rules are pretty much just, it's, it's opposite of zone. If you're, if you're, if you have a guy, um, to your, to your play side gap, um, you're going to, you're going to pull. And if you have two guys, uh, and if you have guys down from your gap from the play side gaps you're going to down block so it's almost like the it's almost like the opposite rules of uh, of zone so both of these guys their their threat is or their to their play side gap they have a guy so they're both going to pull while you while you have the guys with guys uh down to them they're going to down block and they're going to get out so it's like a play side pin and pull um gaps are outside obviously sherwood recognizes it now do you see some of the lack of athleticism here? And again, just based on the running back, you never want to let the running back, if anything, you want to cheat outside in, not inside out. So I want to see him get more over the top here, if not even outside leverage. Now, again, you know, based on the fact that he's reading this play and the running backs already has a track outside, you can't expect him to get outside. You don't want to see him overrun the play at the same time, but you do want to see him get over the top before it starts to break down. Um, now you see the length. You know, you, you see the line from him here again. I don't want to be unfair to him, but a good running back in the NFL, does he break this tackle? Does he, now you like the grip strength right here. You'd like to see the, you know, the fact that he's able to grab, drag him down by the wrist. Does he make this play in the NFL consistently? Maybe, maybe he does, you know, five or 10 times. Can you rely on an arm tackle like this from the, from the elbow down to the wrist on a running back in the NFL? Probably not. If this is, whoever the Jets play this year, you know, McCaffrey, Kamara, whoever, um, is this, are you confident this is a tackle? That's the question I'm asking. I'm going to say no. Is that, is that broken off for maybe a 70 yard touchdown run? I would say more likely than not. So I, I, I want to see him get more over the top right here. Again, even maybe even cheat to the, to the point where he's overrunning a tiny bit 
again, why? Because there's nobody to the sideline. You have multiple guys from the inside coming. So you want to force guys inside. Um, now, and again, and again, you could see something like the lack of athleticism. Does it look terrible right there? No, but once you start studying a little bit more, a little bit more, um, you keep watching this channel. Hopefully you're not new or hopefully you're new. Honestly, I, I like new guys, but if you're, if you've been watching the channel for a while, hopefully you start to notice these things. And it's, it, it's more of a field type thing. You could see he's not necessarily the, the greatest athlete right there. Like, yeah, he made a tackle. People will argue lateral mobility, blah, 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 blah watch film for a while you could tell he doesn't necessarily have the best acceleration you don't want to be in the position we are tackling a guy from his elbow down you just do not want to be there um guys in the nfl will um even fake that arm one guys in the nfl are not going to leave that arm out there like that um guys will have that kind of like a late hand and they will um either chop down that arm have more power um if anything from share where if you're taking from an nfl level when that arm comes out you want to see him chop down at that arm. You want to see him defeat that stiff arm. So, again, good to college level. NFL on that play, not overly sure. Sherwood uh, versus Moore, who one of we uh, Moore, and this is Elijah Moore playing Ole Miss. One of his weaknesses to me is is his uh, lack of ability in the as a run blocker, lack of willingness as a run blocker. Uh, you hope he's improved in the NFL, but probably was his biggest weakness, which. You know, run blocking is important for a wide receiver, but if it's your biggest weakness, it's probably the one you'll take. Um, oh, also another thing too. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if uh, I mentioned this before. I don't think I did. But share uh, with with Sabo too. He's putting out um, the Winker Bet episodes on the on the on the Jets X Factor website. And on the YouTube, um, so make sure you check out them. Yeah, I think they did three episodes. The first episode was basically like a recap of what he thinks of Douglas, uh, Sala, the, the Jets' current status. Um, episode two was like his fight onto the Jets' roster and preseason, I believe. And then the last episode, which just came out like a couple of hours ago, was uh, or by the time you're listening, it's a couple of days ago, um, was a Monday night, night miracle game, like rewatching it and uh, speaking about it. So make sure you check out that, obviously, to get the perspective from Wayne Corbett to Jets legend. Uh, it was pretty damn cool. So Sherwood versus Moore right here. Again, watch it. Talk about it. Relatively similar to what we what we talked about. Obviously, um, again, the hand placement wide. As you're watching this, hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about right here again. Point it out. Um, hand placement's wide from him. You can see him explode into the blocker, which I, which I do like. Um, he's able to control more. Who's, again, pretty small compared to Sherwood, so you want to see this. But hands are wide, but now he has a good base. You can see some of the power as he sheds that block, um, reads, the, reads the, uh, the running back on the pitch, maintains outside leverage, sheds drops his helmet tackle so good in terms of power um leverage exploding into the block but not because not good in terms of hand placement again you don't want to see him continue to get caught in the chest like that because um even if the receivers or some receivers in nfl won't consistently completely drive him out of that play um or completely block him out of the play it's still going to take him an extra second for the most part unless he's playing smaller guys um to shed that block you know, guys like Corey Davis, Mims, they catch you in the chest. You're probably not getting back into that play for the most part. Uh, bed in space, angle, heavy-footed. Yeah, there are some depth. I, I don't want him. I want him working more as a tackler in condensed space. I don't want him um, coming from deep all the time. He just 
doesn't have the the necessary speed, uh, flexibility, acceleration angles for me to feel comfortable with him as a, as a deep guy. Um, Hamsa is a guy who I think plays some linebacker, some safety for the Jets. Um, Sherwood's a guy who, you know, he offers a little bit of versatility, but I, I want to see him as a 95% box guy. I don't really want to see him deep, to be completely honest. So I'm watch him right here. Again, do you want to see you know your 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 safety get outrun um, by a quarterback? Um, they run this uh, QB counter counter OF, obviously wide open. Good job by Ole Miss. Now for Sherwood, is this a good angle? No, it's not breaking him breaking through this gap again. You want to play that near shoulder. Um, you don't want to. He doesn't want to be so far outside. He wants to cheat inside to him now again it would be more of it at a hard angle and you still have that outside leverage so if he if he was to try to undercut and get outside because of your angle to that shoulder and you being outside leverage you should be able to to, to adjust to it so one of the angles not good right here um breaking down so far like look how can you expect to, to, to tackle anybody from this angle so he needs to to cheat more take more of an aggressive angle to the near shoulder um and then you're going to see some of the heavy footedness that i say or that I, that I see right here. You see how it takes him a while right there to kind of, to kind of change his direction. Now, again, if you're watching this and you're, you know, a, a average Joe as am I, could I do this? No. But again, we're talking about NFL players. So, um, and you're going to see a play actually that I've just watched of ham of him doing the exact same thing, but taking a better angle. And you're going to see some of the more mobility from, from ham as compared to Sherwood. So heavy footed here, you see the, the bad angle. Um, again, way too wide right here in, in terms of him making an impact. You're giving him the inside right there, which um, again, it's something you don't want to see. He, he lets up, you know, he could have tackled them for a, you know, let's say a seven, eight yard gain, 10 yard gain max. And instead he lets up another five, 10, 15, 20, 25, almost 30 yards because of his angle um, and some of the heavy footedness in space. Again, we'll watch it. Uh, you don't want to see this, um, as him being one of those last line of the, you know, of, of the fence, um, players, um, at the NFL level, you know, now that quarterback does have pretty good mobility from what I've seen, but still want to play a better angle there. Uh, Sherwood versus Yaboa. He's gonna be right here. Yaboa. Now we could break down kind of both of these guys. I'll do my Yaboa review in the future, but watch it. Okay, you know, good job staying over top of the route, stacking the route, getting hands on. Um, you don't necessarily want to see that reach right here. You see, how you see, how he's reaching his hand, and his base is narrow. Ideally, again, you you want to see him shuffle, stay over the top, and then shoot his hands. You don't want to shoot from an unbalanced uh, posture. He's in balance right here. Uh, Yaboa runs whether it be a clear out and out a seam, whatever it is, this is where so many people talk about like, Oh, Yaboa, he has some good physical characteristics. Is this a good route from Yaboa? Like what does he really do right there to, you know, does it, is there a hip shift at the, at the top? No, not really. His hips are giving inside, you know, there's not an aggressive head nod. There's really nothing. He doesn't really give Sherwood a lot there. Now he is working as a condensed in a condensed space. So it's a little bit more difficult, but not the best route from your bow. So is this overly impressive? Oh yeah, he locks down this route. Okay, again, translatable. The best route run? No. Should he lock this up 10 out of 10 times based on how the route is run? 
Yes, in my opinion. I'm not trying to be unfair to you guys. I'm just going through my process. I'm, tr- I'm, I, I'm trying to be fair to you guys. I'm trying to kind of, and again, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, maybe you don't have time to watch the film. And I'm, I'm doing it for you and I'm breaking it down. So maybe you know what I'm telling you, I'm telling you already, but for the guys who don't, you have to be fair in your evaluation just because the, the end result is him staying on top of the route. Great. But it kind of comes with a, as, with a grain of salt or as a grain of salt, whatever the hell that's saying is because it's not the best route run. So translatable, you know, kind of, you know, he stays over the top, he gets his hands on strength, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, it's not, it's not like this is George Kittle running around, which again, you're, you're only facing the competition that, that you're, that you're, that you're playing. So, um, good job. But again, you just don't want to see the lean. You, you want to see him stay over the top in terms of the shuffle being a little bit nitpicky there, uh, to be transparent, but that's what I'm here to do. Uh, 11. Sherwood, find ball, save TV. TD. Okay. Uh, he's right here. You're seeing my, my mouse dropped into the box. It's like a safety. He's a strong safety in this play. I venture to guess this is first down. He has first down. So, uh, Again, you could see him like on this play, just watching. Like, notice, like again, I only want you to try to mental note like the speed. I, I see a lack of speed. You you may not, but NFL again, like just like think of some linebackers you've seen, even like Blake Cashman, Blake Cashman, some of these guys, Jared Davis are faster than him. Um, so he just catches up to him, but again, he uh, they're going they're going to straight uh just cover one right here. There's no cover one hole. So it's just, co- it's just straight cover one. Um, and Yeboa just runs that slant, plays a slant, gets his eyes into the backfield, notices relatively quickly right here that it's obviously a, a handoff. Um, I like his angle right here in terms of him taking not an aggressive angle. You don't want to see him fl- flatten out too much right here because then he might, obviously the running back might have to jump on him to the sideline. So if he were to, uh, take it too aggressive and he was to break the tackle of the safety and maybe he can't play it. So I like the fact that once he gets under the, the, the block of your he takes it, he takes it vertical instead of an aggressive angle. So I like the angle that he takes right there. You can argue that it could even be more vertical because the NFL, maybe, maybe this arm tackle is broken, but regardless, um, a decent play. Again, you can see some, some of the lack of speed. I do like the fact that he finds the ball and makes a, uh, most likely touchdown saving tackle or uh, no, it's, it's, it's a straight up touchdown saving tackle. If he doesn't make that, he's gone. No, it's like corner from the boundary or whatever. Uh, sorry, the field corner. Um, number one can make that, uh, has a speed to catch up, but again, good and bad. Find the ball athleticism. I don't see it in abundance. 12. Shed tackle hand placement bad. Okay, so it's it's a common theme we're seeing, correct? Uh, he is right here. Mouse is circling. Uh, boundary side. Again, we'll play it and then we'll, then we'll talk about it. Okay, again, pretty similar. Um, another uh, QB counter OF. Some congestion inside. Quarterback kicks it outside. Uh, Sherwood closes ground um, on the box. Obviously, comes downhill. Hand placement again wide. At least the right hand. I can't. I the left hand. I can't necessarily tell with the right hand um, on this receiver um, coming to crack block. His his first threat. Um, hands are wide again. Now good leverage. I I, I definitely like the leverage. Um, 
again, you want, you want your, you pretty much want your knees to your heel and your upper body and your forms to be all at the same angle, um, with your thigh at the exact opposite angle working one to, to maintain your balance, um, with your ass back and two, uh, to act like as like a shock absorber condo. You can't be completely just linear because then you're obviously off balance. You, you want your, your thighs to be working at the opposite angle. So I, I like his leverage right here. Um, how he's pretty in line with his heels. Um, but the hand placement again, a little wide, obviously gets caught in the chest, but you're going to see some of the strength right here from, um, Sherwood. And you're also see some of the, some of the handwork again, initially not good. I like his hands in terms of shedding blocks pre or post him initially getting contacted in the chest. You're going to see him widen with the quarterback. Where does his, where does his left hand go on the elbow? You want to attack the elbow. That's a natural pivot point of your, of your arm. You don't want it to be too too obviously tor uh, towards the form you don't want to be too uh, towards the bicep because you know if that you're not attacking that natural lever point you are but not as well as you could be obviously so the fact that he controls that elbow um is good obviously straightened elbow is going to be a lot uh, generating a lot of a lot more force to your chest where if you bend it you're, you're taking away that that force to your chest so now you're able to to work him a little bit better control the elbow drop the drop the weight rip the elbow down shed length right here to get back on the quarterback, get him on tackle. So some good, most good there for sure. Uh, play 13 of 21. We'll go through about, what is it? Nine more plays. And then we'll talk about uh, some of the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, overall, you know, I would say this is the first pick in the draft. Like I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily hate Sherwood. I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not in love with his game in terms of athleticism, like block shedding. I like his freaking arm length. That's for sure. I like his, for the most part, um, body type, but I don't think he carries it the best as you'd assume as a linebacker with a safety that people are talking about. Like, oh, blazing speed for a linebacker. Um, I'm going to say again, based on what I've watched, I'm going to watch more of these guys to, to a certain extent, but Jared Davis, um, CJ Mosley, Hamsa, uh, guys around the league who are at linebacker, you know, Devin White's, Deion Jones, Oklahoma, whatever the frick his name is from the Falcons, you know, Quan Alexanders of the world are better athletes than him. So don't just assume because he's a safety at Auburn that he's automatically one of the top um, athletic linebackers in the league. It's not true. Um, it's just not, especially linebackers nowadays, as Robbie Sabo would say. Uh, you know, back in my day in 85, those Bears. <laughs> Bear fronts, uh, Sherwood needs thumping hands. Um, now there are times where he definitely takes on blocks with aggression, but you don't want to see him be a little bit, you know, kind of soft and taking this block, especially versus offensive linemen. Um, unless you're going to completely avoid the block with your, with your lateral mobility. Um, you know, you do, you want to see him, you want to see him pop guys. Um, uh, especially this, this, uh, taking guy head on pretty much is what I'm trying to say. Hands, Land in the chest. That's good. You definitely want to see more pop. Like I want to see more aggression in his hands. You see how his hands are kind of just laid out there. I don't know if I played this first, but I screwed up, you know, one play out of 13, right? I didn't play it first. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> I'm trying to adjust. I've done a good job for the most part. I think playing it first. Um, you want to see more pop, but again, hands inside. That's good. Eyes into the backfield. That's good. Keep working his feet to get inside. But again, because he was not able to to deliver that pop and completely shed that block, you have the um, the offensive lineman who, yeah, his hands are wider than Sherwood, but 
Um, one, there's a such thing as containment punches just to get to just get over the shoulder to be a little bit more um, safe in terms of containment. Like you see people like, you know, uh, the Packers for a lot of years were teaching those, those, those hug techniques from offensive linemen where you better be able to have power, but they're basically just hugging guys, you know, hands on both the shoulders to control them. Now you're susceptible to bull rushes. You have to be strong with your feet. Um, but it's more, it's safe. It's more safe where if he was to shoot his elbow insider here, which maybe he was trying to do, I'm, I can't necessarily speak for what he's necessarily trying to do. Um, and he, and Sherwood was to chop it down. Um, or to even kind of work over the top of that block, obviously your hand being more narrow is going to allow the guy to work, um, you know, opposite of that hand or over top of that hand uh, easier. So um, he could have been trying to throw this like containment half moon type punch to be safe. And it obviously worked. So um, share what, and then just like this, this like this tight, tight uh, zone split. So you want to see that pop them keep working over the top, but because his hand, because he doesn't necessarily pop him, um, he gets held up a little bit and then the running back runs right in for a touchdown. So not the easiest ask of him to just take on the lineman and, and make a tackle, but again, just breaking down the film as it comes, uh, Sherwood coverage. Uh, he is right here. We'll watch it and then we'll discuss after. Okay. Um, so he's just in a hook zone um, of what looks like another cover six um, from, from the defense. So you're going to have like the five underneath right here. They're only blitzing three. So you're going to have like curl the flat, curl the flat, you know, um, like straight hook and then hook the, hook the curl or um, if they're taught to shoot inside a little bit, I'm not necessarily sure. Um, I do like his awareness on this play though, for sure. on coverage in terms of reading this mesh concept. Um, he knows that his guys are going to be picking this up. Um, he doesn't want to drive too shallow. So he sees, you know, um, or he, he knows what the offense is running. He sees the mesh. He knows that this um, drag route, you know, shallow cross from, from your bow is going to get picked up. Um, he knows this defender's responsibility. He's going to, to, to most likely drive on the um, drag coming from the boundary. Let's those guys pick it up. They pick it up. His eyes go to his next possible threat, which is the number two from the field side. Um, eyes go back to the quarterback. Now, again, in this, in this coverage, do I want to see his hips flip right here? You know, turn to drive down on ends up being actually a lot of show more right here on this over. Um, yes, because a good quarterback in the NFL, again, so there's, there's positives. He, he knows what he's doing in terms of passing off this mesh to his, to his other uh, defenders right here. Um, and then look for his, his other threat. You could see him look early, sees it coming as he sees it coming. Eyes go back to the quarterback. All good right there. Now, again, to, to be fair to it, I want to see his hips flip because a quarterback in the NFL is this an open window with him over top and him and him running underneath of it? If he was reading, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know what he's reading right here. I, not, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but a quarterback in the NFL will see these guys again, if he is reading this, um, see these guys wide, see him over the top. He'll throw this ball um, short, um, you know, more towards the turf, let him slide, catch it, whatever it may be. Um, so I want to see him, his hips flip right here to cut off of this, cut off this route, 
because again, it could have been thrown as he passes it. Now he, now he flips and, and gets to, to it to more. So again, want to see him just flip earlier right here, here to match, but in terms of passing routes off um, and knowing that his guys were going to, to pick this up underneath um, was good from, from Sherwood on that play. So good awareness. I just want to see him play a tiny bit better in terms of playing that over deep over whatever it was uh, beaten man. Okay. Uh, we're seeing right here. We'll play it. Okay. So he's in man coverage. Now what, what is the, what is the first issue? I can tell that his eyes are high. You see, you see how he, the, the tight end, uh, well, one, he actually does a good job with his hip shift, driving off the instep. Hips are showing outside. So if he was reading hips, um, the tight end does a good job there regardless. But you, I could tell his eyes are high regardless, just based on how his helmet is. So really falls for that, for that hip shift stab outside. Um, so that's the one thing. You don't want to be too jumpy. And again, if you're outside in – if he stabs you outside, don't overreact to the stab outside because you're already outside. So if he stabs outside, be a little more patient. So a little bit jumpy there initially, as you could tell. Now he starts to lean into his hands, which the arm life is good right there. He gets his hand seemingly, it seems like to land inside or you could tell it's inside right there. Um, now, the only thing I don't want him to do is I don't want him to keep continue to maintain that, that contact on the front right there. Because one in the NFL, it could be a hold. And two, you don't want to be leaning because then you're off balance in terms of breaks. So I want to see him, you know, take that hand off and maybe get onto the back shoulder. But you do not want to be leaning. Even if you have that hand placement that you might want, you do not want to be leaning. Um, that's, that's first things first. You do not want to lean and be unbalanced. You can see he's a little bit unbalanced. Um, now the uh, tight end does a good job getting inside, stacking, breaking inside. Um, stacking, break inside. Good break from the tight end. He's open. He's beat. He got beat in man coverage by the tight end. Again, one, you know, he's going to be playing better tight ends in the NFL, but with that, he's going to get better coaching. Uh, if there's, if there's two coaches, I, I trust the NFL over pretty much every else, everybody else in the, in the NFL based on guys they've coached up from Bobby Wagner to Quan Alexander to the guy from the Falcons. I always forget his name. Um, you know, they they have a large, large track record of developing linebackers. So was, you know, I could argue that, yeah, he, you know, he might've got beaten here because of some bad technique, but look who's going to get coached by fair, completely fair. But I'm here to evaluate what's, what's given to me. Um, so a little bit jumpy outside leaning a little bit for sure. Cause he's a little bit off balance. Um, Gets beat. The, the ref literally runs right into him. So maybe he was reunited. He's going to throw that. Um, it doesn't look like his, his eyes are actually on at the quarterback. But regardless, he's beat. You don't want to see that. So beat man coverage. Ref helps him out. Um, six plays left. 16. Okay. We're going to not see Sherwood on this play. Oops, sorry. We're not going to see Sherwood on this play initially. But from the right bottom side of my screen right here, you're going to see him drop into the, into the box as the ball is handed off. So we'll watch it, and then we'll discuss. What do we see? Um, we see him take himself out of the play. That's, that's pretty much all this is. You have the fake jet motion. You have the, another, another counter. Oh, this is, this, is, this is Arkansas, I think. I think this is Arkansas. So I, I, I apologize. I only watched two games. I watched three. Um, 
Now, Sherwood, in this situation, does he want to maintain outside leverage? Correct. Does he want to be so shallow maintaining his outside leverage that he takes himself out of the play? Correct. <laughs> so, yes, he does what he's supposed to do, but is he supposed to get that downhill? No, because he literally takes himself completely out of the play. That's, that's as simple as that. Um, when coming downhill right here, you know, reading the blocks, keying the blocks, he's getting kicked out. So, um, do you want to maintain outside? Yes, but do you want to? Does, do I want to see him here? We're on on this. Let's say the the fifteen yard line ish, closer to that. Yes. So maintain outside because again, your inside pursuit's coming. Safety, you know, corner, whatever that is. Yes, one hundred percent. But you can't be this shallow. So he, even if the blocker didn't work to him right here, the tight end who's 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 pulling, you have the kick out, you have the puller. Um, you have to be over the top. So him working from deep as a safety, not as comfortable. Do I think he's the best tackler with angles and things like that? And there are times where, you know, again, he's heavy footed and he tends to lunge. Like he's a lunger. Remember how Jamal Adams was a lunger? He, he obviously cleaned up. He's one of the best tackling safeties in the NFL, if not the best. Um, but he needs to keep his feet under him too. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of examples of that, but it's something I noticed. Um, and only five plays left, so we're probably not going to. But takes himself out of the play. Way too shallow. Read the block. Helmet inside, helmet inside. Where's running back cutting? Inside. Look at that Look at that hole created by. Perfect in terms of reading helmets for this running back, which he's supposed to hit this gap anyway, but outside in, outside in, inside out, inside out. He's hitting this gap. Sherwood needs to read that, stay more over the top. Um, and especially because it's so, it's so, it's so, this is such a tight or a tighter gap. He can't cut outside right here. How is he going to cut outside? There's also that happens within, you know, three, four seconds, but he has to read all that. And he knows that's running back is going to cut inside. And even if you just got to be able to play outside in, but he just plays straight outside right here. Can't, can't have that. Takes himself completely out of it. What's up a big game. 17. And obviously I want to, and, and I think I'm like every other play I'm giving, like, I, I think I'm being more negative on this review than, than positive, but, um, I, I, again, I, I want to maintain my, whatever credibility I have with you guys. I don't want to hype up every single guy like, uh, who comes into the jets. And I, again, I think he could be good for the jets, but based on what I'm watching, I'm not overly sold. So, um, Sherwood late mid third, he's right here. We'll watch him. Then we'll break it down. I can't be like my new tagline for every time, but I gotta, it, it's, it's different. So what happens? Um, based on their coverage responsibility, because there is this, this, uh, like jet motion from the boundary side, there's a coverage rotation. So, you know, pre-snap, was he supposed to be, you know, maybe, let's say curl the flat most likely. Yes. Now, because there's that coverage, that, 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 that coverage rotation because of the motion. Now he's deep third. And you can see him pointing, even pointing it out to the other safety, you know, just making sure that he knows that now he's dropping into the, into the hook, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, instead of playing deep. So now what happens? He's supposed to play thir deep third. You have to be deep. It's, it's simple as that. What happens? Sherwood knows that, but what his eyes are locked into the backfield. You can see right here, backfield, 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 backfield. Oh shit. 
unless you're seeing something that I'm seeing or something different than I'm seeing. That's, that's what I'm seeing on this play. I think it's pretty set in stone. Um, he has to play deep to, to short. You, as a deep safety, your eyes cannot be locked in the backfield as you're shallow. Now, if you're deep, your eyes can be into the backfield. And that's kind of what Greg Williams did. A lot of people gave him shit for like that, that star position he had where the guy was lined up so deep. He did that because he didn't want his guys to, to have to necessarily backpedal. Now, sometimes were they too deep? Yeah, sure. But he just took the backpedal out of the play. Let these guys really focus on the quarterback. So people shit on that, but a little bit silly too. Um, that's just how he played. He was a successful defensive corner for many years, obviously. He had some issues with the Jets, and he's getting a little bit left in the past. But I don't think he's on staff right now. But uh, that, was, uh, that, that whole hate for that star alignment or whatever it was called is, is kind of dumb, but uh, he needs to get over top of these routes and, and play them. Um, because one, it, it could screw up, it could screw up both of these guys because they're both expecting him to have help inside. Um, and number 23 right here from, from the, from the, uh, from the field side could, could see him inside right here and expect him to cut, cut this off. And maybe it's a replacement defense. Now he replaces deep and then he cuts off this, which it, I don't think it is. But he could he could be even screwing number twenty three here because he thinks he's going to drive on the uh, on that over route, which is this is just a, Yan- a, a Yankee concept from the, from the defense, which is a good call versus cover three because you're making the safety. You know, let's say both of the corners are playing with that outside leverage. You know, to pass off to the to the middle third, you're making that safety make a decision whether it be the the, the deep post or the post or the over. Now, whatever one he doesn't decide, they have inside leverage. You throw that ball, so it's a good call versus cover three. Um, and again, might have screwed this guy because maybe he expected him to play inside. Even if he didn't, regardless, this corner has outside leverage. You're supposed to be able to play at least one of those things. He doesn't play the over, and the safety, or I mean, uh, the deep third corner. If he were to get beat inside, is Sherwood helping this play at all? Was he supposed to play trail as a, as a, as a deep third? No way. Not a deep middle third. There's no way. Um, so eyes locked into the backfield too long for me right here. And again, you're going to see some of the lack of athleticism. He's not a burner. You know, he looks like a linebacker running right there. He's not a safety um, in terms of like his like overall athleticism to me. Um, and again, he puts himself in this position because his eyes are locked into the back right there that if this guy were to get beat on this post, let's say if it's a better corner or sorry, a better receiver, he sends him outside. He breaks inside. He defeats his hands. He punches through. He chops down. You know, he gets off balance. This guy is streaking for a 95, you know, or 93 yard touchdown here. So yeah, the corner got to it. So, okay. The, the result is an incompleted pass or sorry, a, a completed pass, but not to Sherwood's guy. So is it a good play from Sherwood? No, I don't, I don't think so. If, if, if the, that receiver, like I just said, wins that, that battle between him and self in the corner for a better receiver, um, it could be a huge play. Sherwood does not assess that that corner anyway, right there, unless the ball's thrown up, you know, short and uh, short and a lollipop, which is not what you're trying to do. Um, watch it; he comes from the left side of my screen right here, I believe. Yep. Now, isn't the worst play? Isn't the most exciting play from a good or bad perspective right here? Um, I do want to point out though on his film. They're, they're definitely a lot of counter OF that we're watching here with that jet motion. So it's the same type of play from the, the going opposite way um, that we saw before from, I believe this Arkansas, right? That we saw with the, him taking himself out of the play. There are definitely times where he is way too patient 
in terms of tackling guys. Um, he, he lacks that trigger. Like, and there are also times where for me, um, Nazar Jamal Adams type players, like Nazar plays like Adams in terms of his aggressiveness. I really do like him. Um, for the most part, I have to watch, a lot more to watch, but there are times where like, there's like a pile, there's a, there's tacklers and Sherwood is a kind of guy who he will hit guys. Um, but he's not the most aggressive player. Um, from what I watched now, could the other six, seven, eight games, whatever more that Auburn played, could they be, you know, could the three games I play or I watched be outliers compared to the other seven, eight, whatever it is. Sure. But three games is a relatively large sample size. I did not necessarily see the aggression. Now you had you have to have controlled aggression. But I'm talking about like into piles. He's not the guy to dive into there, dive into a pile, and, and stick his face into the into the fan. In terms of blocking, you know, uh, taking on a block from an offensive lineman, yeah, sure. But in terms of like aggressiveness, you know, wanting to smack the shit out of guys, even when he doesn't necessarily have to, I'd like to see that. I do not see that in his game. And again, there are times where he lacks the trigger. Right, where right at this point, again, running back hips are upfield, and you don't want to be too aggressive, shoot over the top, and let him cut outside of you. But at a certain point, you got to shoot because, again, let's just, let's just say NFL level, all the stuff I've been saying, if this, if this lineman was to, were to get better position in, in relation to this linebacker, this, this, this running back were to, let's say, just undercut that, that block, let's just say it pitter-patters, you know, he, he jump cuts, he gets inside. Like you can't assume as Sherwood that this guy's going to make the tackle. You know, you you know he's inside, but you can't assume it. So he needs to pull the trigger here, in my opinion, because if he were to jump cut, get inside of here, it's a big game. So yes, you have to maintain your outside leverage, but you you, you can't just keep running your feet like this and, and not pull the trigger right there. You got to pull the trigger. So I, I don't like the patience right there. Yeah, maintain outside leverage, great, but again, you got to you got to pull that trigger. Uh, three plays left. Uh, oops, sorry. Share what we were in play. What was that? Eighteen. Okay. Share. Okay. Uh, oh, my, my screen's not shared. Um, coverage rotate, similar thing we saw last time. Uh, mid three spun. Okay, he's right here. Watch it. Pretty similar to what we saw. Now, it, it, this could be one of two things, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they were, it was just straight cover three, which it, it, it looks to be. Uh, that's what I would guess. There could be a bracket, but I, I, I don't think so. You have, you have a typical like cover, cover three right here where uh, curl the flat, curl the flat, hook the curl hooks, whatever um, deep third right here. And because there's that motion again, pre-snap, which is why motion is great, confuses people um, regardless or gets them out of position. Um, there's another coverage rotation right here where this isn't man coverage. He just, he just getting to a, you know, a, a new spot where now he's playing the hook. Um, so Sherwood now again, rotates from maybe it be the, the, the curl to flat on, on the, uh, on the boundary right here to now deep third, again, similar to what we saw last time, same, same type of thing, you know, motion that jet motion rotates him to, from what I see. I'm 95% sure is the curl to flat to the deep third. Um, Similar thing right here. So now, you know, his, 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 he's looking for anything coming deep into his zone. He sees, the, you know, a relatively vertical stem inside and vertical stem from his most near threat, which is 19. Sees that, but needs to stay over the top again. Now, 
in deep coverage, you have to play it safe to a certain extent. You want to see a back pedal. You don't want to see him try to cut off this route right here. You want to see him kind of, we, we obviously this, just assume this ref isn't here. He's not supposed to be really that close. Um, you want to see him get over the top of the route, play more of the upfield shoulder than the, than the, than the, than the, uh, the far away shoulder. So I want to see weave, which is basically just backpedaling, but, but also, you know, uh, creating that, that horizontal movement as well on it. So it's a little bit different footwork than a typical backpedal because you're weaving. Uh, so I want to see him with this stem weave inside, but get vertical. If he commits to that break on the over, then drive inside. But the receiver, what he's seeing is he's seeing that coverage. So he's trying to get it flat, make you cut to get, to get over the top of you. What happens? That's exactly what happens. He gets a little bit too vertical. I mean, he gets a little bit too, too aggressive in his angle. Doesn't, doesn't uh, get into that weave into that back pedal running back or sorry, the receiver um, cuts vertical. Now, again, uh, let's say the, let's say the quarterback was looking at this ball or let's say it was a better receiver. Regardless, it doesn't matter if it's a better receiver. This corner is occupied. He's working. He, there's, he is not covering anything deep right here. And this corner has inside leverage, a good quarterback in the NFL, or even a decent quarterback in the NFL, in the NFL, maybe even a bad one. If he were to read this, where's he throwing this ball? He's not throwing it short and inside. He's not throwing it outside. He's not even throwing it vertical. He's throwing it to, you know, whatever, the 45-yard line uh, inside and vertical. If you were to read this, obviously, you're not going through the reads, et cetera, et cetera. But this could be, this could be had. Um, now, the corner makeup speed, et cetera, I don't know. But is Sherwood assisting on this post? No, he's not. He's out of this play. Unless the ball, again, is lobbed up, hit, you know, lollipopped. He's not helping deep right here, which is his responsibility. Two plays left. Uh, again, I'm not trying to be harsh. It's just what I was seeing. Um, coverage one bust. He is right here. I'm circling with the mouse. The cursor. Okay. What do we say? <laughs> uh, big play allowed, obviously. So. There's a time to be aggressive. There's not. A there's a, then there's obviously times to be not big, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Um, cover one. You got man. You got man. These guys are playing. Are playing the running back. Where if he breaks, you know, towards this linebacker, he uh, he takes him. If he and if he doesn't, this linebacker takes him. So um, you have man. You have hole. Man, man. Cover one with deep, deep, deep safety. Um, who's freelancing? So what happens? You have the motion. Who's responsible now for 87? Sherwood is. So Arkansas runs a, you know, fake smoke. Quarterback will sell the smoke with his eyes, with his hips, with maybe a pump. He pumps it a tiny bit right there. Just a little, little shift. Sherwood doesn't even look at the quarterback. So he's not even sold by that. He just completely bites on the smoke, which is by design, this is tight because you want, you know, obviously in man coverage, his eyes are supposed to be on his guy, but you want this to be in his vision as well. So he bites on that. If, if he's not looking at this, he won't be sold by it. So this is tight by design. Sherwood sees that bites on it. Oh shit moment. He's beat. 
That's simple as that. Get speed. Get speed on that um, undisciplined in coverage right there. Can't can't bite on a on a smoke when you're responsible for your tight end. Last play. Okay. Um, Sherwood squaring off. Okay, uh, right here. Circle him. Um, you see like some of the heavy footing in this, like not necessarily the best athleticism here, but, um, you have the over route from 87. I like that. I don't know what the rest of his defense is. Looks like it's most likely cover one. Yeah. It's, it's probably cover one or cover zero or whatever. No, it's on zero. No, it's not zero. It's cover one. Uh, that's what I would assume just based on watching this. So actually I can't guarantee that it's zero or, or cover one because I don't really know other defense. I'm not counting all that shit right now. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So it's, it, it's either cover one or, or, or does zero. He's in man coverage regardless of 87. I like that one. His hips are under him. I like that his base is wide. Maybe you want to see the hands a little bit more, more on guard on ready or, or on ready. Um, but the guy is not close to him, so it doesn't really matter. That's absurdly nitpicky. I shouldn't even mention it, to be completely honest. Um, I like that he's square. Anticipates the break. Throws his, like, uh, which most likely is like a quarter step. Quarter step versus, you know, T-steps, like straight horizontal. Quarter steps more turned um, to break inside. Anticipates the break inside. Plays the near shoulder. Gets hands on. Eyes in the back until the ball is coming. He'll continue to 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 uh, have his right hand on him right here. Left hand will come through the ball, ideally stabbed. Not uh, you don't want swipes. Swipes you give yourself less time to play that ball where you stab through. Um, you give your time more time to play the ball, and you also get to play the elbows. You know him pulling the ball in, et cetera, et cetera. We've broken that down. We'll break it down more of corners, especially. Um, but I like the coverage square. Match him. Get on the hip. Eyes into the backfield, um, and just match him. Good job. Now, uh, turns into a play where the ball is dumped off to the running back. He sees that. Now, where's the open grass? It's here. What does he do? Uses his life. Get outside. Where is his safety? Inside of Sherwood, obviously. So he wants him to, or corner safety, whatever it is. He wants him to force him back inside because this is the open patch of grass. He can't stay inside right here and just let him cut to the end zone. So um, he needs to get outside. Gets outside, running back cuts back, drops his weight, power off the instep, contact, left hand controls the wrist, um, rips it down, gets over the top if he, if he were to, you know, break some, you know, uh, arm tackles, et cetera. So good job on that play just overall to end it on a positive. Um, going into the strengths and weaknesses, um, I would say the shorter that I watch, guys, the shorter the list is. Let me, let me type in. I watched Arkansas. Okay. So 20 years old, 6'2", 220, 34-inch arms, great measurables. Uh, I know that he tested at like a 4.75 or whatever it was. Some people say that he has had a bad day. I kind of see that, and people are saying 4.7s fast for linebacker. NFL days, now it's really not. You know, guys are really running like 4.5s, four 4.6s, four even some 4.4s. Four so I think 4.7 matches what he is up to me on film. So, um, I would say he's average to below average as uh, athleticism as a linebacker. Now, depending on what you're asking, I'm saying as a four, three wheelbacker, 
he's below average um, athleticism for me. Now, if he's like a four three guy, you know, or sorry, a three four guy, asking to take on more more uh, blocks and things like that, maybe. But obviously, he doesn't have necessarily the size to do that. Two twenty is not enough necessarily. So, um, I would say he's average to below average athleticism um, in terms of his testing. I think it matched kind of what I saw. I'm just trying to be fair. Uh, strengths, solid build, as I just said. Um, strength, length, matches up well tight end size-wise. Um, big hitter or has the ability to be decent tackler, but I put it in parentheses, lunges too often though. Um, and some of his angles are definitely wacky. Uh, pre-snap communication, pre-snap recognition. Pre-snap's different than post-snap, remember that. Some of those other plays that I were locked to the backfield, um, et cetera, that I did not necessarily love. Good command of the defense at Auburn. Patient in coverage. Want to see if that translates into press coverage. I want to see more press coverage. I wanted to see him against better route runners. Um, I did not see that, so I put that in parentheses to, to mention that. So he's patient in coverage, but I also want to see um, some more reps. And also the one play I showed you uh, showed to you where he was playing outside in, he jumped outside too quick. So is that true? I'm not sure. I wanted to mention that. Comes downhill square for the most part. Again, angles could be better. Uh, square and off coverage, we just, we just saw that. Um, and overall, he definitely says square and off coverage. Strength, the crowd, stem, stack routes. We saw that against Yaboa. We saw that, uh, I think, another time. Activize. Uh, versatility. Put as a strength. Should it be a strength? Probably not. Um, I'm going to put in parentheses, not really, because I don't really think, uh, you know, he. I, I, you could say, okay, he he played deep at the college level. So is he more, is he more, um, you know, could he, does he have familiarity with playing deep? Sure. Based on what I showed you today, would you be comfortable with him playing deep? No, you're not. You're let's just be, let's just be frank. You're not Uh last year. I have hand usage post contact to shed. We talked about that, you know, dropping his weight leverage. Um, some of the things are positives. Um, but, but the, the initially taking on the block, sometimes he wasn't the greatest, uh, weaknesses, change of direction, short air explosion, top end speed, um, heavy feet when closing ground, hand placement when getting into a block angles can be over aggressive or not aggressive enough to be completely honest. Lacks trigger. We saw that agility can be held misdirected by QB's eyes and eye candy, um, needs more initial thump when taking on blocks. Not overly aggressive, doesn't dive into piles, et cetera, which I discussed. Can be hopping in man coverage. We saw that. Takes himself out of some plays. We saw that. Grabbing coverage will lead to him reaching and being t- uh, top heavy. We saw that. Stares into the backfield too often instead of focusing on route concepts. We saw that. How does he play a ball in the air? Didn't see much in parentheses. So I'm not saying it's bad or good. I just didn't see a lot of it. So I will put it as a weakness because I did not really see it too much. Um, that's it. Appreciate everybody for watching. I'll be back in a few days from you're watching this with a uh, Hamsa review, which should be a decent amount of plays. I think it's going to be more of like a 50, 60, one, two, two and a half hours, but this one was probably what? An hour-ish. So um, appreciate you guys, and I'll see you soon.